I watched the movie Sully recently, and I'm terrified of airplanes. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because that movie it has a very powerful message, and that the message is that things may not go as you plan, and you have two options: you can just accept it and then just just let it play, play out and die, I guess, in his case, or you can try your best to save the day. And yeah, you're crash landing. I mean, of course, that's scary. That's horrifying. It's the worst thing in existence. You're crash. You're falling out of the sky in an airplane. He said, well, I guess I'm going to die today. He could have said that, but he didn't. He said, well, we're going to try our best to land this plane. And not only did he land the plane, he landed it in the Hudson River. It's like, my God, like, obviously the man's a hero. But what's incredible to me is not only did he recover from a mistake, his recovery from the mistake made him a national hero. It's not just he fixed a, an issue, an issue that should have never happened. Geese flying into the engine, like the odds of that happening are, are is like smaller than winning the lottery, I'd imagine. But... The quick second thinking, he was able to turn a problem into the greatest possible thing that ever could have happened in his life. Now, he probably never wants to fly again, I'm sure, but when he got up that morning, he thought he was going to fly a plane. And then when the plane was going down, he probably thought, I'm going to die now. So to go from the thought process of, I'm going to just fly a plane today like any other day, to, oh my god, I'm about to crash a plane and die, this is where I end, to, I'm on Oprah selling books and Tom Hanks is now playing me in a movie... It goes very differently, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I had an episode planned for today, and I've been having issues with my computer, and it crashed, and I've lost a lot of my files. Now, some of them are saved in the cloud, some are not. This is partially the issue I've been having, that things have not been saving properly. I don't know what exactly is going on, but I have a friend coming over this weekend to take a look at it. The point is, the episode that I had planned for today is just is no longer there, so I had to come up with something out of the blue because I didn't want to leave you guys stranded. But what's interesting about that is what I learned from Sully is that you can just accept your fate or you can try to carve a new one. And, you know, the new one may be worse than accepting your fate, but you don't know until you try. So rather than being stressed out and ruminating in my head, I decided to go for a walk, take my notebook and just think, just think about this problem and think about why it's bothering me so much. And I took a couple notes and I want to share those notes with you guys and I hope you'll enjoy them as much as I felt they helped me. One of the things I was asking myself is, if I don't post an episode today, am I going to be a, a failure? Are people going to look at me like a fraud? Like, this idiot can't even post a... He talks about motivation. He talks about being there, presenting, not being afraid to fail, and just showing up because it's better to show up and fail than not show up at all. Like, will people feel that I'm a phony? Will people feel that I'm an idiot? And I started questioning, well, how do, how do I measure myself as, like, worth? How do, how do you measure one's own worth? What what would I have to do for Lorne? What would Lorne have to do for Lorne to feel that Lorne is, has worth? That I've done enough? That even if I do miss an episode, that even if my episode goes missing and I have to pull something out last minute, a rabbit out of my hat, how useful will it be to you guys? How do I know that I have enough information that even if I have to pull something out of the blue, impromptu, it'll still provide value to you guys? So I was questioning that about myself and I bet that you guys question that about yourself too, that how much worth do you have if you were put on the spot in the moment and you had no time to prepare? Could you still provide something of value? Well, a lot of people, they compare themselves to their colleagues. Like, do you, for example, do you ever browse Instagram and say to yourself, why am I not where they are? I know a lot of friends, people that I went to college with, that they look at each other and they say, this person went to the same college as me, we're the same age, why are they so successful and I'm not successful? Now, if you fall into the majority of the population, the answer is yes, you probably do do that. Most people do, it's okay. But I want to discuss something today, and that's how you can take a realistic approach 
track your progress, and ensure you're always on an upwards trajectory. So when you ask yourself, do I have worth? Do I have value? The answer will be yes, and you'll be confident in that answer. I want you to take a blank piece of paper, and I want you to write, I will feel accomplished once I achieve dot, dot, dot. And I want you to write whatever it is. I don't care how big it is, how small it is. I don't care if it's an achievement in a video game, if it's walking your dog, if it's raising your kid. I don't care what it is. Whatever the achievement is, I will feel accomplished once I achieve and write it down. What you'll soon realize is as soon as you achieve that goal, that accomplishment didn't actually come from achieving the goal. The accomplishment comes from the confidence you feel after you've realized that you're more capable than you gave yourself credit for. Now, if you don't understand what I said, I'm going to repeat myself one more time just so it's crystallized. Achieving something isn't where your confidence comes from. Your confidence comes from you surprising yourself after you've achieved something and you said, wow, I didn't think I was capable of that. I know I wanted to do it, but I didn't necessarily think I was capable of it. So if I'm, if I'm capable of doing that, and that wasn't that hard, what else can I achieve? That's where that accomplishment feeling comes from. That's where that confidence comes from. That's where that self-worth comes from. It comes from surprising yourself by putting yourself against something you didn't think you were capable of doing previously. What you'll quickly come to understand is that you'll always be setting the bar higher and higher than where you currently are. But it'll never be enough. You see, this is what separates you from people who aren't entrepreneurs. I like to say this. I say this often. It's written on my wall. Complacency is the killer of progress. So the next question is, how do you know you're still moving forward if you never feel satisfied? It's an unattainable goal. How do you know when you've reached the finish line? Well, there is no finish line. That's, that's what I hope to tell you guys, and I hope that you'll, you'll understand that, that the game doesn't have an ending. The, the, the game in itself is the chase. And if you can understand that, you'll realize, oh, so I will be satisfied just to know that I'm, I get to play. Like, that's, that's how it works, really. So you say, okay, so it's, it's fun to be an entrepreneur. I like the chase. I like getting clients. I like the challenge of challenging myself, learning new skills, constantly being better, but I still don't feel accomplished. How do I know? How am I certain that I'm not wasting my time? How can I be, how, how can I show on a piece of paper that I have done more today than I previously have so I can ensure that I'm on the right track and I'm not wasting my time spinning my wheels on sand? It's very easy. Stop comparing yourself to your friends on Instagram or everybody else on Instagram or your friends on Facebook or people you went to school with, but compare yourself to a previous version of yourself. Last year on this date, on March 21st, what were you doing? I would say most, if not, and I'm probably closer to 100% of my listeners, 100% of you people that are listening to this right now are farther ahead today on March 21st than you were on March 21st of 2018. I want you to compare yourself to your previous self because even if you're not that far ahead than you were last year at this date, what you have now is the self-awareness to change that. And being self-aware, like people, people go on about self-awareness. They're like, yeah, well, I get it. I'm aware. It's like, but like, no, you don't get it. Like you don't understand the importance of self-awareness. Like it's a big tool, man. And like, if you can really harness the power of I'm being lazy right now, I don't want to work because I'm lazy. And if you can acknowledge that, like that's half the battle to acknowledge that, oh, working isn't feeling like you want to work. It's just doing it. It's not a matter of I want to do it. It's a matter of just sit down and do it. To have that self-awareness puts you in... I'm telling you, it puts you in a place where 
you're, you're far ahead of the game because a lot of people are just, they're living off emotion. They're like, well, I don't feel like doing it. And then they justify it. So the emotion comes first, the logic and rationalization comes second. And that's how you get yourself in destructive patterns. If you can say, it's not a matter of if I feel like writing. The plumber doesn't feel like fixing your pipes. You call him and he fixes your pipes because he's a professional. It's not about feeling like fixing your pipes. Well, I don't feel like doing heart surgery today. You show up because you're a professional and that's your job. Feeling isn't part of it. You feel things when you listen to music or watch movies. You don't feel in a profession. If you have the luxury to feel, you shouldn't be getting paid to do it. Feeling is a human emotion. And that's a luxury we get. It's not something that should be expected, especially in business. When you're playing with other people's money, you don't have the right to not feel like working today. And that's, that's the dichotomy of entrepreneurism because you have the freedom to do whatever you want all day. You can start work at 3 o'clock in the afternoon if you want. And there's nobody... You have no deadlines. No one's knocking on your door saying, can I get that paper by 6 o'clock tonight? It doesn't happen. You have to set your own boundaries. So you have the freedom, but you need to constrain yourself against that freedom because if you don't, just the dopamine fixes. They'll just take over all day. You'll be on the internet and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and having battles with people on Instagram and in your head. And you just you can't do that. And, and so ironically, the people that have the reins of a 9 to 5 have more freedom, even though you think you have more freedom as an entrepreneur, because you need to fence yourself in and create these invisible barriers and these invisible constructs that you keep yourself in in order to maintain a steady work schedule. Otherwise, you're just you're going to be all over the place and scattered and nothing will get done. Now, I know many of you are listening to this and you say, I, I get nothing done. Like I, I, when I wake up in the morning, I have all these plans to get all the stuff done and I'm confident and I'm ready to go. And the second I sit down, nothing comes out and I find an excuse and I play video games the rest of the day. And that's fine because a lot of people are like that. A lot of you listeners are like that. A lot of the people that follow me on Instagram are like that. Acknowledging that is what I'm trying to say is a huge superpower because before you weren't even acknowledging that there's something negative about that behavior. The fact that you're acknowledging it is already one of the biggest steps in the right direction. So the next step to change this pattern is to set realistic expectations and be honest with yourself. I'm going to give you a real life example. When I work with clients that I know are on the lazier spectrum of procrastinating, getting stuff done to the last minute, self-sabotaging, for example, I know getting them to complete one task, the most minuscule of tasks, is like pulling teeth. So why would I set unrealistic expectations? If I say, can I get 10, page, a 10 written page of what you want on your website by next week, I'll be lucky if they write one sentence. So rather than setting unrealistic expectations, letting myself down, letting them down, reflecting on my client poorly because I'm setting unrealistic expectations to them. I know my target market. And if I think that they can't produce anything, I'll say, write me one sentence. And I've done this many times in the past, and it's worked every time. I say, if you can write me one sentence by the end of the week, I'll be grateful with that. What happens is you'll begin to realize that this paradigm shift happens in your mind where you begin to realize that you're not just consulting the business, but you're consulting the individual too. So you see, by setting the bar as low as possible, write one line for me by the end of the week, for example, you'll quickly notice that the power of momentum will start to pick up. They'll start writing one line fine, but what they'll start saying to themselves is, well, I'm already here and I already did write one line. I may as well write one more. I mean, I'm sure Lauren would appreciate to have a little bit more. I mean, he's doing so much for me. Maybe I'll write one more line. One line turns into two, two turns into five, and they start feeling good. Hey, this feels good that I'm building my business. I'm actually doing something. I'm starting to see progress. And what happens is they begin to surprise themselves with their own results. Finally, 
they come out of their slump. And they go from this client that's on the lazier slide to a powerhouse. You see, when they begin to see their business picking up speed, it incentivizes them to keep pushing. This creates a flow state. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where the magic happens. Now, something else I want to discuss, just because this is the last thing, and this was on my mind all this morning, so writing this is me just vomiting on a page and sharing it with you guys. And and if anyone's still listening, I appreciate this, and I'd love to know your thoughts. But we compare ourselves to other people. You know, I went to college with people, and I've even found myself at times saying, oh, that person's successful. That's I mean, I'm happy for them. Awesome. But I wish I had that success. And I said, wait a minute, idiot. Why are you talking to yourself like that? You know that that's crazy nonsense. You're not that individual. That person is on their own life's path, and you're on your life's path. So how can you compare yourself to somebody else if you're on two separate paths? You see, some people become millionaires in their 20s, and some become billionaires in their 50s. Comparing yourself to the quote-unquote standard is like me asking you, how much is a dress? And I'm going to ask you that question. How much does a dress cost? Now, the first thing you're going to say to me is, well, where's it from? Now, do you notice how your answer sort of breaks it into all these fragments of where's it from? What's it made with? Who designed it? Because all those things need to be taken into consideration before you can answer a simple question like how much is a dress? Without filling in the variables, you can't really answer the question. Now, the same reasoning applies to your path. Why are you not a millionaire in your 20s like your best friend? It's the same reason a dress from Armani sells for $10,000 while Walmart sells the same dress or a similar one for $50. They took different paths. Walmart is never trying to be Armani, and Armani is never going to try to be Walmart. But what's interesting is both companies are worth billions of dollars. You see, there are many ways to make it to the finish line. Stop looking for shortcuts. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I, uh, I apologize that it's not what I had planned, but I really do think there's value in this episode. I mean, if nothing else, it was cathartic for me to share these insights with you. And uh, even as I was saying, it, I feel like I've learned just more insights. Just as I, as I regurgitate the information that I think of, I'm able to make new connections. So I appreciate you guys being so accepting as I, uh, as I share my thoughts with you guys. The feedback has been incredible. I can't thank you guys enough. If I could still ask you guys to rate it on iTunes, it's really allowed more people to find it. I think this information is important for people to learn. If you feel this information has helped you or a friend or you think a friend can benefit from it, I would really appreciate you to share it. Uh, There's no monetization here. I don't make any money for this. This is a passion project. So anything you're doing, you're just helping people get access to the information. There's nothing else really here to be done from it. I just want to thank you guys once again. This is really a lot of fun, and I really enjoy this. Until next time. Thanks for listening, and Lauren Bronstein out.